0: Yeah, weirdness going on. Weirdness going on this morning, guys. Weirdness going on with the software. Is this the right... Trying to see what we got going on. (laughs) Crazy network... Crazy network problems. Crazy network problems. Um, Looks like... Looks like folks are coming back. I don't know what happened. Let's bring the sound down. Good morning. Hey, Matt, I'm glad you can make it. I don't know if you're on the initial stream. That's the same stream. There's a second stream. Everything just kind of did a weird thing this morning. Um, Definitely a delay. We've got a big delay going on right now. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. We've got a big delay. But I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad uh, glad we glad we made it past the storm. Oh man. Yeah, that storm was storm was vicious yesterday. The day before seemed worse though. Glad it's gone. Blue sky outside today. Um, outside the, the old window weather window. It's uh it's a rough start to a Wednesday, but that's okay. We have a ton, I mean a ton, a metric ton, um, a non-metric ton, a, a standard ton, whatever, of news this morning. Lots and lots going on with ransomware. We got some numbers out. Oh, man, the amount of money it's going out to ransomware right now. It's, it's crazy. Um, Apple's in the news twice today for two different things. Um what else we got let's take a look at what's in the news i know there's 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 folks gonna have to catch up folks are probably on the wrong stream weirdness going on because just weird 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 wednesday morning iran's in the news jumping off as the first apt to use dns over https as their attack vector that's not good um Apple's been knocked off as the number one site to be fished, uh, as the subject of a phish. Uh, Interpol is out talking about ransomware, uh, some ransomware stats are out, some numbers about ransomware are out, uh, payment amounts about ransomware are out, uh, it's just crazy. Twitter's back in the news again today, um, just because they're Twitter. I mean, Twitter being just sneaky, downright scoundrels. Um. Chinese hackers are talking about the Apple uh, chipset and how there's possibly a problem with encryption that's going to make it uh, an unfixable error. Um, and it's National Underwear Day. What the heck else can we talk about? So uh, used to be off Wednesdays, but uh, always had court. Uh, man, at least it was a night court. Like. Bowl back in the old days. You guys, if you're old enough, you may remember Night Court. Um, Yeah, I'm glad glad you're here, Matt. Glad to see you this morning. Um, Got a few people on Twitch. I think, you know, I'd love to see a Twitch message come through to see if they're actually working. Uh, Last couple days, we've seen Facebook working. So I guess Restream has fixed the problem, maybe. maybe. Um, If you're out there, I know some, some folks on Twitch... Drop a note. Let me see if Twitch is coming through or if it's not. Um, Trying to figure out if we stay with Restream or if we drop them from the roster. They get get put on the DL list or the permanent list. I don't know. One of the two. That's what we got coming up. We got a lot coming up. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully uh, you're taking care of folks. Uh, A new round of, of fishing is going on. Fishing, I guess, using cell phones to call in and fish people it's it's not going away Uh, as long as people are taking money as long as as long as the the scammers and these are no different than um the old school con artists they really it's really no different the delivery method is different how they're getting to the victims is different but it's the same old same old shell game Morning, Dennis. I missed you on trivia night, man. I was look, looking forward to seeing you there, and unless you were hiding in the shadows, I didn't see you, man. Um, but glad to see you this morning. Definitely good to see you this morning. Um, hopefully, all is well. All is well in the Empire out there. Um, but let's let's um, let's talk about. Let's get ready and talk about the news. Let's do the intro. Then we roll into that. Oh, all kinds of news this morning. News is everywhere. Uh, APTs, man. APTs don't go away because um, I guess that's what they're they're all about. Uh, APTs are advanced persistent threats are all over the place. Normally, we talk about North Korea, we talk about China, we talk about Russia. Today, we're going to talk about the APT thirty four known as Oil Rig out of Iran. This is Iranian Actors. Um, Yeah, they've they've always... One of the trademarks of these cats is they've always liked to mess around with DNS, uh, domain name services or domain name system, depending on where you're at. And there's a new type of DNS. um, And this is DNS over HTTPS, over Hypertext Transfer Protocol, secure uh, which means it's going out over port four four three instead of fifty three, um, and it's really it's encrypted, right? So HTTPS, by its nature, is encrypted. Um, this DNS over HTTPS is built to be more secure, um, faster, all kinds of improvements. The problem is it's HTTPS, which means a, as the defender, you can't see into the packet. It's it's encrypted. It, it's Sending information in an, in an encrypted fashion. So, uh, speaking a webinar last week, Vince, uh, Vincent Diaz, a malware analyst for Kapersky, uh, said the change happened in May this year when Oil Rig added a new tool to its hacking arsenal. Uh, and they've always used DNS, they've used the old DNS. You could use DNS to, to exfiltrate data by sending requests out over DNS with data attached to it. Um, Oil rig started using this new t- utility called DNSXfiltrator. DNS Exfiltrator, um as part of their attacks onto the local networks. Uh, DN- DNSXfiltrator, of course, is an open source project available on GitHub. It creates a covert communication channel by bundling data and hiding it inside non-standard protocols. In this case, HTTPS uh, DNS over HTTPS. Uh, obviously' they're, they're doing this to avoid detection right uh, as as a, as a apt or an advanced persistent threat meaning they want to stay on the network as long as possible hopefully forever in their book <laughs> they want to use this channel to, to move data out uh, in the sneaky way so, the article from ZDNet goes on to say, historically the group has dabbled with DNS-based exfiltration techniques before adopting um, before adopting the open-source DNS exfiltrator tool. Uh, in May, the group had been using a custom-built tool named DNS espionage, uh, like uh, DNS espionage. Funny, um, since last since at least 2018, according to TALOS. Uh, NS focus Palo Alto networks Um, and then in in May the campaign began and Kapersky said oil rig exfiltrated data via DNS over HTTPS or DOH um, to COVID-19 related domains Um, so that's a big thing uh, that this DNS over HTTPS technique has been used by a bunch of malware actors uh, I don't know for about the last year. But this is the first time an APT has used it and it's and it makes sense that oil rig used it because they're traditionally known to be using DNS. So to move to this new way of exfiltration is the next logical step. So okay, why are they doing it? Obviously the reason they're doing it is to hide their tracks, right? They want to stay hidden on your network. They want to stay behind the scenes. They want to stay Undetected, so they can move as much data out as they can. And obviously, right now the big target targets uh, the new targets are COVID-19 research. But the traditional targets are still in place: military, critical infrastructure, um, DOD contractors. Those kind of targets are still targets of interest for oil rig, because that's what they're doing. They're they're part of the Iranian Republican Guard um, in one way or another. Either they're contractors supporting it or they're actual uh, soldiers in the the or Iranian Republican Guard. Um, I mean, it's not... Most of these APTs are supported by the government uh, that they work for. They are um, part of that government's organization, or, or the government's just turning a blind eye to them. Mostly they're just... They are working in support of the government, right? And, and that's... That's that's just what these folks do. They're trying to get information. They're trying to get money. They're trying to get data from other places to fund their their local uh, regime, right? And that's that's really what it's all about. That's what this is all about is is supporting that organization that they work for. And in these times, most of the times, APTs are working for the country that they're supporting: North Korea, China, Russia, Iran, uh, all tons of places syria um and and you got to kind of we we have to understand these apts a little bit at least um, start looking into them figuring out what the apts do so that you can determine their ttps um, techniques tactics and procedures so you can know what's happening like this one you know how do you defend against it you really you can't either you can do one thing you're going to set up something like a blue coat filter uh Outbound checking all that HTTP traffic—that's um, that's rough. That's rough. Um, make sure you're you're patched your your servers. Make sure you're educating your users. Make sure you have defensive measures in place. That's the things we have to do. Uh, this is a tricky one. Once once they're on your system, once they're pushing data out, now, if you don't see them, it's going to be hard to detect this because it is an encrypted channel outbound and it's outbound. It's not outbound to a weird port like 10.645 or something like that. It's outbound 442. It's, it's outbound in the normal HTTPS encrypted tunnel going out. So obviously it's gonna be, it's hard to see what the heck is going on with this thing. Um, it's just, we just, you know, weird. Yep. There we go. I I do see, um, chat's not coming through again. Um, so I saw the last message from Dennis. And then if i switch over to to youtube i see um i was at dennis saying i was at trivia uh, i don't think you can see my responses probably because of this problem we're going through right here and paul is saying good morning obviously they're not making it to the stream so restream you had your chance i gave you the the 18th chance to get get it right and it's just the the chats aren't coming through and that doesn't help me doesn't help me see what you guys are talking about because we got to talk about these topics and if I can't talk about them then what good is it man so the morning's all about you know you and I and the group talking about these events but if the if the chats don't come through man I gotta gotta drop so that means uh we'll probably probably now go back to the original plan of of just pushing the live stream out to YouTube and that's I think that's the way of the world man that's the way we got to go I didn't say yeah Got Mike. If Mike Bra was out there, Kalispell Brewing Company coffee cup, best coffee cup in the world, I think. Other than, of course, the the Cyber Recon Red Friday ones that uh, you got to earn. Um, this one's nice. It's got a, you know, you always need a beer bottle opener in your coffee cup, I think. Um, important to have, I guess, because it's a brewing company. But there's that Illy coffee getting you started on the day, getting your day going, getting rolling. Um. A good good morning uh, to you. So let's get get past Iran. Uh, no, that's one of the things we probably have to do. Um, start looking at these APTs, break them down. At least understand their main TTPs, where they're out of, and their their real name. Right. So uh, this one we know. If if we're gonna go use something like the Miter attack framework, um, if you go in there and look for. Um, oil rig you're not gonna see it you're not gonna see oil rig listed uh, in the attack framework you will see APT 34 listed in the attack framework and when you select that APT 34 in the MITRE attack framework it's gonna lay out their attack plan it lays out the attack plan as it relates to the cybersecurity framework um, as it relates to the kill chain so you can see when they hit each point and how you can defend against them. It's important to know that. Uh, and we do, um, if Alex is out there, you know you know, we've got to get to the point of talking about the, the MITRE ATT&CK framework. Um, it's, a good, it's a good tool to know. And if you don't know about MITRE, MITRE is an FFRDC, a federally funded research and development corporation, which means they can do research, they can do engineering, they can do all the things up to, but not including O&M. They can't field systems and support them. They've got to just talk about building them. But one of the things they do build, they build a lot of security tools, um, and one of them being the MITRE attack framework. And it just lays out attack scenarios across the kill chain and what happens at each stage with different APTs. And you can build your own things into this if you want to but build your own kill chain based on the threats to you. So if you're the risk person in your organization, you got to know these things. you got to know these APTs because they've got to be built into your risk profile. They just have to be if you're, you know, depending on your sector, there's going to be different APTs coming after you. Um, it's just, that's the way it is. You need to stay over here on the, stay over here on the, the YouTube chat window. So I can see you guys chatting. So that's Iran. Iran's in the news. Apple's in the news twice today. First time around. Um, I'm not to spend a lot of time on this. Um, But Apple's been knocked off its purchase. The most imitated brand for phishing attacks. Uh, That's been going along for a long time. A lot of people have been uh, phishing using Apple as the brand of choice. Um, But in the second quarter of 2020, uh, Apple's dropped all the way down to seven. Uh, They've been replaced by a bunch of folks, including um, Amazon and Google um, in the shared number one spot. And the reason is, obviously... COVID 19. Uh, We're doing a lot more um, work from home. We're doing a lot more shopping from home. Um, So, you know, the rundown uh, somewhere in here. So, uh, second quarter, Google took the top spot alongside Amazon, um, which are listed at 13% of the attacks, according to Checkpoints Telemetry. Followed by WhatsApp and Facebook at 9%, Microsoft at 7%, Outlook at 3%, um, and then, obviously, um, Apple has plummeted all the way to the number, number 7 spot. Um, sharing that with Netflix, Huawei, PayPal, which have 2% of phishing attacks. And that's just the, the the people, the social engineers, are impersonating to get to you. Uh, and again, these social engineers are con artists. That's all they are. They've changed their tool set. Uh, now they're using email. They're using uh, calls to your cell phone. And now don't forget this. Now we're gonna spend a lot of time helping our friends, family, and coworkers protect against phishing attacks, um, spear phishing, uh, whaling, just normal big old broad net casting, phishing, old school stuff. Uh, and we're gonna tell them watch out for fake email addresses. You know, Hover over the uh, web links to ensure that you're going to a known good site or it's not being spoofed. All the things we talk about in old fashioned, old school phishing and all its derivatives. Um, one thing we don't talk about a lot is, is phishing or phone phishing. Um, and that's where they, the attacker can clone their caller ID to look like they're someone else. Maybe they're gonna call and they're gonna say they're PayPal they're going to call and say that you're they're your bank they're going to call and say that they're your uh, email provider and the caller id is going to come up saying you know um bank of america whatever it's going to say the bank and maybe may can say like bank of america fraud department and when you get that call and if they're convincing enough which let's, let's face it they're con artists they do what they do because they're making money at it um, and they're going to go after your accounts they're going to go after your money they're going to go after whatever they can get uh, based on their attack plan, what they want to do. Um, and very smart people get conned by these con artists. So we have to be defensive all the time. Um, you know, if if I've heard enough of these little Twitter, not Twitter, uh, TikTok jingles, there's one of them that's uh, Don't Be Suspicious, a little Don't Be Suspicious uh, song that plays on, tiktok and i grant i don't have tiktok but I, I hear these things so it's like don't be suspicious and it just repeats that but as as people in this era we have to be suspicious you got to be suspicious today so do be suspicious um question everything as a molder and, and fox used to say back on uh, on the x-files um or Scully, Mulder and Scully right? Uh, that's what they were. Question everything. Um, if it's fraud department, let, just ask them, can I call you back? If they say no, that's questionable. And um, you know, if they're calling you, that should be the first clue. Um, make sure you know how the fraud department in your bank works, know how the compromise or the fraud centers of the big providers, if you're using PayPal, if you're using Swipe, or if you're using Google or whatever you're using, GoDaddy, whatever, Make sure you know their protocols if something is compromised. Because now, um, one of the big attacks is they're going to call you saying that you've been compromised. You've been compromised and we're here to help fix that compromise. Um, again, guys aren't dumb. They're, they're making money. Um, and they're generally not here. They're not in a place where we can touch them legally. Uh, that's just the way it is. So, first one, Apple Apple falls from number one um in fishing uh matt says i've been getting them about lending properties Uh, so like lending lending money or um just just, uh, banking that way matt uh had somebody call me last week and ask if i just called uh, from that number and they support, support support supposed to apparently spoof my number yeah spoofing the phone number is not hard anymore um yeah that's we got to watch out and we watch out but we've got to share this information with our friends families and co-workers because they as much as we think about this they don't um, and it's easy even for us to fall in a trap where it's convincing enough to give information you shouldn't be given away, and and that's 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 the key. Just you know, question everything. I should have should have uh, you know Scully or Mulder up on the screen there. Question everything. Um, bad juju, man. Lockbit, um, Interpol is saying that the Lockbit ransomware is affecting American SMBs, um, so medium, medium-sized companies. In America are actively being targeted by Lockbit ransomware, according to uh, Interpol, uh, based on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so essentially, Lockbit. You know, um, let me tell you, give you this is this is an article by Bleeping Computer. And they say the report was produced by Interpol's Crime Directorate and it includes data from 48 Interpol member countries and four private partners, as well as info from analysis from. Interpol's cybercrime threat response and its Cyber Fusion Center, or CFC, um, and really what they're saying is, you know, Lockbit. We talk, we've talked about Lockbit. It's it's ransomware as a service, and it's human operated, which means it's not there's not a trojan behind it, there's not a worm behind it, there's not a virus behind it. It's someone actively hacking your network, and then once they get in, they're moving laterally around your network, and they're encrypting it using this this lock bit. Um, and they're just saying that it it's coming up more and more on the radar of Interpol that American companies are being targeted. Article goes on to say the ransomware strain operators include, pu- uh, use the publicly available crack map exec penetration testing tool to move laterally once they get a foothold in the victim's network. And they get the foothold however they can. They may get that through more than likely like phishing uh, or some type of social engineering attack to get in the network, move around laterally, and lock stuff up, right? Uh, based on their out analysis, uh, NetWalker, Ryuk, um, and Cer- Cerberer were the top ransomware fan- families recently detected by Interpol's private partners as they are consistently evolving to maximize potential damage in a single attack as well as financial profit for its perpetrators and we're talking about financial profit later um oh loans on properties lending lending okay i I get you man that's kind of what i thought yeah people talking about giving you a loan on your property that kind of stuff Um, some what they're seeing they've seen um in the first two weeks of april there was a spike in ransomware uh attacks by multiple threat groups um and then it's been dormant for for a few months. And they're thinking that that means that there's, there, these organizations have a foothold into companies, but they haven't been acting on it. Uh, and And we, we've seen this. We've seen these actors go dormant, they hang out for five or six months, and then they pop back up on the scene. And that's retooling, that's maybe take care of things, maybe re, retraining people, whatever they got to do um, to get things going. And then then they get back on it, get back on the horse. Um, so Netwalkers out there, it's... um oh, this is LockBits, sorry. Netwalkers in a different story. Uh, LockBits out there, they're um, attacking American small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses. Um, if we know these, you know, these are these pro- probably folks you know. The small and medium-sized businesses are usually the ones that are less protected. Um, so part of the summary: uh, regional cybercrime trends. International uh, Criminal Police Organization of Interpol um, says the ransomware campaign carried out mainly through Lockbit malware is currently affecting medium-sized companies in some countries within this region. Um, and I guess it's human, human-operated. Essentially, they're they're using some type of black hat technique to get into your network, move laterally, and start locking stuff up. And ransomware is the way. You know, and you know, these guys teamed up with Maze a few months ago um, just to maximize damage. They they'll the, the two ways we see these ransomware actors operate is totally 100% just locking your data up, just encrypting it, and then extorting you to get that unencrypted. And the second way, where we seem like Maze likes to do is exfiltrate data, then lock your data up. Uh, then get you to pay for it. If you don't pay for it, they release your data onto some public forum. Um, that's it. That's what we're talking about in this article. Two months ago, Lockbit partnered with Maze uh, to start creating this extortion cartel uh, that allows them to share the same leaked data platform during operations and tactics. And the platform is is pretty vicious because uh, as this is ransomware as a service, remember Lockbit is ransomware as a service. That means you can be an affiliate to the program and really. You get about thirty percent of the profits of the ransomware attack, and then Lockbit keeps the rest. Um, but they've got a tool that you can, once you steal the data, you can post it on this website, and you give it a countdown timer. So you you give the victim maybe five days. I'm giving you five days to respond, to pay your Bitcoin, or I'm going to release this data to the public. And when you post it on this Maze-sponsored site, it's got your data there. And it's got a countdown timer five days, four hours, 20 minutes, 13 seconds till this data is automatically released to the public. Um, it's and again, I've told you before, Maze is ap- acting more and more like a, an actual corporation, like an organization. Um, yeah, um, Matt's hand trying to get loans in places, places he doesn't even have property. Um, Alex, uh, Jim's saying lock them up. I'm saying I'm saying look, if we catch these guys, we lock them up. That's for sure. That is collection phase. Yeah, they're they're preparing, right? Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. They're, they're if they. If they they move in, they can they can get a foothold in a lot of organizations. They don't have to exploit them all at once. They can hang out there, similar to what we see with APT, um, and wait for the right time to encrypt. Maybe they maybe they've been siphoning off data slow and low and slow, like they say. Move the data off slowly, um, and that's that's a way you can can do it, right? So you keep low and slow, and then they've got their foothold in there. When it's time to spring the trap, they encrypt the data, and maybe they're just doing it over time. I I don't know, but we'd see a drop-off and a pick-back-up. A good article, uh, Bleeping Computer usually does some pretty good stuff. They Somehow they get to talk to these folks, too. A lot of times they'll talk to these ransomware actors, but that's Interpol doing their thing. Uh, for LockBit. Um, Ponemon, uh, Ponemon Institute, part of IBM, um, is just as, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, Uh, cost of a data breach, uh, global cost of data breach, on average is is down a little bit. Um, It's averaged uh, 3.86 million in 2020. That's the average cost of a data breach. And, And the reason I'm talking about it this morning, why you guys need to know this is, when you're fighting for security budget, when you're fighting for that, keeping that automated tool that does vulnerability scanning or whatever you have to, whatever the fight is you have to fight every day to keep security tools in your arsenal, this is the data you need to provide, right? I know we haven't been breached now because security is kind of like the phone company. Nobody cares about the phone company till your phone doesn't work. So nobody cares about security till you've been breached and then they want to point a finger. Uh, that's just the hard facts. That's how it is. So have this information available. Know that the average data breach is 3.86 million, a little less than $4 million for the average data breach. And that's down a little bit from last year. Um, so it was 3.92 million last year, 3.86 million this year. Um, the average time to identify and contain the, uh, the, the breach uh, is up a day from 279 days to 280 days. That's huge. That's amazing that these breaches on average last this long. Um, security automation deployed um, in 2019, there's 52% of the organizations. Now there's 59%. To me, that's, a, you know, maybe it's maybe it's uh, not causation, it's correlation, but know that when you're fighting for that budget, know that, hey, the cost of the breaches are down. Um, we've went from 52% using automation to 59%, and the average cost of the breaches went from 3.92 million to 3.86 million. Um, I can help. The other nice thing about this article, and let me find it real quick, um, states in the, in the article, and who is this by? This is by uh, Security Affairs, a lot of different organizations coming up with news, which is good. It says the organizations with remote, remote work uh, arrangements cited costs that were nearly Uh, 137,000 higher than the global average of uh, 3.86 million. While organizations estimated um, that the security skills shortage cost an average of 257,000 compared to the global average. So, um, if you're using remote remote uh, access to your network, um, that becomes a higher number by 137,000. If you have a skill shortage in security people, that's about a quarter million, 257,000 higher. Um, and obviously these are numbers you need to know to fight for your budget. Um, the other thing to know is, that I like about this article is they talk about the the types of data and the cost of that data, right? Um, so in this, for the first time, the report goes into deep analysis uh, per record cost for data breach based on the type of records involved. Uh, expert pointed out the customer customer PII or customer personally identifiable information was the most expensive type of record. Customer PII cost on average $150 per stolen record. And think about this, 10,000 records, 100,000 records, a million record breaches, 150 per stolen record that's customer PII. Next is an intellectual property record at $147, anonymized customer records at $143, or employee PII, so that's the difference, employee PII, $141. Um, unfortunately, customer PII was present at 80% of the incidents that were analyzed, um, and 52% were co- of the breaches were caused by malicious attacks. So, looking at this we, we see a giant chunk of intellectual property and in pii um, if those aren't on your radar they need to be on your radar and if you don't think you have pii in your network you're out there working security you're, you're wrong um, and we can take it we can take it along a, a lot of ways pii can be anything and if you look at the nist definition and i, I trust me I, I get it i don't agree with all of it if you have someone who on their signature block puts their level of education uh, then that becomes PII. If they put their level of education in the school they went to, that becomes PII. Um, if you think about it, PHI uh, is even a little more critical because it's, it's healthcare information, private healthcare information. And that could be broadly categorized too. So how many people, how many people in your email system will send a message to their boss saying, hey, um, I'm going to be out because I've got to go to a dentist appointment. I'm having a molar fixed. or I'm going to the hospital uh, because I've got uh, appendicitis or something like that. That becomes PHI. Um, So if you don't think you have this on your network, you need to look at it. You need to think about it. And I know we can't always be... Uh, as I used to say, the, the army lieutenant, uh, that second lieutenant that is totally black and white about about the book, right? So do I really think putting your educational, you know, uh, John Smith PhD on his signature block, do I really think that makes it PII? I think that's really stretching it quite a bit, but we need to find that good balance to what is there. A um, couple things Dennis is saying. Um, is this Critical info leaked below. Uh, driving, so I can't look. No, I'm, I get you. I get. Don't don't look, Dennis. We'll talk to it. it, it it's just PII. Um, they didn't. They didn't even say it was critical. They didn't even talk about critical information, which could be all kinds of stuff. And that's a great point. Dennis makes a great point there. Um, we're just talking here about just normal PII. Um, critical information. You know, we t- could talk about critical information to the organization. They don't talk about that being breached. That's probably because. Uh, maybe some non-disclosures they're under or something like that. Normally, in this article, you talk about PII and uh, intellectual property, right? So they talk about the three types of PII, uh, customer PII, anonymized customer PII, and then employee PII, and then intellectual property, right? So those are the kind of the, the, the two things they're really looking at. Um, so the analysis of threat vectors revealed compromised credentials, Uh, were 19% of the malicious breaches, cloud misconfiguration, about 19%, and vulnerabilities in third-party software, about 16%. Um, It's also got a cool little breakdown of who the attackers are. Um, It's crazy, you know. Financially motivated was 53% of these attacks, Uh, 4.23 million um, hacktivists, about 13% 4.28 million um, nation states uh, about 4.43 million um, in the cost of the breach. So pretty good article. Check it out in the uh, article or in the article below in the show notes. Um, uh, breach stats for preserving security budget. Yeah, it's all it's all tied up here. They really didn't. Yeah, Dennis is asking again. Um, he meant breach stats for the preserving the security budget. Uh, and it didn't it didn't say it didn't go into that article it the article didn't go into that but i think they leaked they linked to the ponemon um actual report so the da- the breach report is in there i'm gonna check it out later today i haven't looked deep into this thing i just saw this article first thing about 15 20 minutes ago uh, as it came out so probably worth checking this out checking out the the data breach report and i bet that's got it in there dennis that the, the how much of this is related to um, that critical information? Uh, I say critical information for the organization, that stuff, high risk or- information about the organization. Worth checking out, worth going in there. Maybe we'll talk about the report itself a little bit more tomorrow. Um, but great question, Dennis. Awesome, awesome questions. Um, that's why I got to have the chat working, guys. Gosh dang it. Uh, Carlson Wagonlit, if you've been in the military, you know about Carlson Wagonlit. I thought they were a big military provider. They are, but they're, they're huge. They're gigantic. Um, they make a ton, ton of money, and they're global. Um, but the reason they're in the news is not not the best. Um, the U.S. travel man- management firm, CWT, or Car- Carlson Wagonlit Lit Travel, uh, paid $4.5 million this week to hackers, who stole reams of sensitive corporate files and knocked out... They, the attackers say they knocked out 30,000 computers knocked them offline, um, according to the negotiation seen by Reuters. Um, so CWT posted revenues of $1.5 billion last year with a B, um, and said they represent a third of the top S&P 500 companies, um, but declined to comment uh, on the details. They claim that no PII was taken in this breach. Um, I don't know how they can honestly say that, but... They say it was more st- strategic information, more planning information. Um, the CWT said so they immediately informed U.S. law enforcement and European data protection authorities, um, and there was a di- digital ransom. Initially, they asked for the, the attackers asked for 10 million to restore the CWT files and delete all the stolen data. According to the messages reviewed, and they they had this in a chat session that was reviewable, um, and they're saying it's much. It's probably much cheaper than the lawsuit expenses, reputation loss caused by a data leakage, uh, the attackers wrote on July 27th. So just, you know, public ledger of digital currency payments known as the blockchain shows that the online wallet controlled by the hackers received the requested amount. Wow, hold on a second. Need some coffee. there we go the requested amount of 414 bitcoin on july 28th um just it, this is the trend we're seeing the problem is that some of the ramps most the majority of the ransomware uses encryption that is so strong it can't be undone um and the such attacks are thought like, like this article says that such attacks um are thought to cost billions of dollars every year, either extorted payments or recovery costs. And the way we protect against this, right, right? And if Mike was here, he'd tell you, we back up our data somewhere offline, somewhere in the cloud, somewhere that the attacker, should they attack our network, they can't get to our backup data. Um, that's not gonna stop them from releasing the data should they get on the network. So we have to have those defensive measures in place that prevent The attack from starting in in the first place. So, education of the end user. I'm going to put that first on the list. Um, Keeping your malware protection uh, updated. Keeping your systems updated and patched. Having defensive defense in depth and diversity of defense, including things like firewalls, IDS and IPSs, uh, different uh, antivirus malware protection on your servers that are on your endpoint. That kind of stuff. If you stop them from getting on your network to start with, then they can't exfiltrate the file. They can't lock your systems up. Um, And no, like we talk about this every time we talk about these malware uh, or the ransomware attacks, your backup, if it's kept on the network where they can get to it, will still be normally uh, if you haven't been attacked in a ransomware attack. Will normally be okay for data recovery or disaster recovery or can, continuity of operations. But if you get hit with a ransomware attack and your backup is sitting on the same network, then you are going to be likely uh, having an encrypted backup as well. Uh, it's going to be hit by the same ransomware. So keep it off your system, keep it off somehow. To keep it separated, I say air gapped. Um, I say, you know, make your backup disconnect from the network make your backup, have it up in the cloud, something like that, to where they can't get to it, they being the attackers can't get to it. But make sure you have some kind of a break uh, between your network so you they can't get to your backup. And then figure out how often you have to backup, because that's that's important too. It's important to figure out how often you've got to backup your stuff. So CWT is in the news for that. I told you we'd be talking about NetWalker. This is not a really good graphic for NetWalker. NetWalker... We won't spend a lot of time on this one, but we'll talk about it. Netwalker ransomware earned 25 million in five months. But five million a month is not bad, uh, not a bad amount of money. So this article is by Bleeping Computer again. Twice they're in the news. Uh, Netwalker ransomware op- uh, operation generated a total of 25 million in ransomware payments since March, according to it by a New Mac- McAfee report. Netwalker is ransomware as a service again. Second time we've seen that again uh, that began operating in late 2019 where affiliates uh, are enlisted to distribute the ransomware and infect victims for a 60 to 70% cut of the ransomware payments. Um, Again, known as human operated or enterprise targeting malware NetWalker affiliates will hack into an organization and quietly gain control. They've got The article's got an example of one of the notes here that, Hey, your your files have all been encrypted by Netwalker. Um, they have an extension. They show the extension. Shows a little bit about the the note. Um, you know, while they're gaining access to the the workstations, uh, the attacker will steal unencrypted files that will be used later for leverage to get the victims to pay. Again, we're seeing to take the files out, force the ransom. If the ransom isn't paid, maybe maybe the organization has, organization has good backups, and they're they're just gonna restore their systems. Well, the attacker still has that data and they can still make it publicly available. Um, it's important to know about NetWalker. Uh, NetWalker, uh, at first they attack the Windows domain controller and then they use the domain controller to deploy ransomware to encrypt all the devices on the network, so normally a Windows network, but that doesn't have to be a Net- Windows network. Um, when well, first starting NetWalker infections were few and far between. Towards the end of April, something changed and the operation pushed in high gear well with a constant stream of new victims being reported um, by the site ID Ransomware. Uh, to increase this activity, the article states, uh, the, the increase in activity coincides with NetWalker developers' recruitment drive on a Russian-speaking attacker form. We talked about that too. Where they were, they were stated they were looking for experienced networkers with their own material. That's when they kicked up. They even posted the amount of money you could make, like a screenshot of the amount of money you could make should you help NetWalker increase its, um, its foothold, right? The site shows the affiliate pressure. Pressure. <laughs> the site allows the affiliate to pressure the victim into paying with increasing anxiety as a timer counts down the, the time till the data is published. We're seeing that again and again and again. So yeah, ton, ton of money so think about this these guys didn't come out till the end of 2019, the end of last year. Um, really weren't doing a lot in April. So we're talking about maybe part of April, but May, June, July really three months um, they've been really operating efficiently, effectively and they made 25 million in just those first really the first three months they've been active under this new campaign. Um, probably more to watch, you know, so lesson here, the thing we need to think about here is if you have an active directory domain controller, right, ensure that you're putting more protective measures around that server, right, we should really be protecting the heck out of that thing anyways because it's the domain controller, it's got all kinds of information on there that we don't want to get out including all those password hashes, they're all there, so we don't want that stuff out, but this that's the first stop for these guys, right? Maybe not the first stop. So they get into a system, they're going to start pivoting around their their target is that domain controller. So they got to get to the domain controller. Once they get to the domain controller, they use that to spread the the ransomware or the uh, yeah, the ransomware across the network. So we we have to worry about that. We have to put some maybe some some IDS IPS protections around our domain controller that aren't that maybe aren't there now. Um more defensive measures on the domain controller. We know that's going to be the first stop of these guys and they're doing nothing but growing and their affiliate, right? So we have to worry about the affiliates too, because you know, it's like that multi-level marketing MLM getting those people under them, getting those people to sign on to be a distributor of this NetWalker ransomware. And obviously the, the more people they get, the more money they're going to have, the more places they're going to just breach this stuff. So, how do we protect ourselves? That's how we protect ourselves. you got to keep them out of the network to start with. So end user education, malware protection, keep your systems updated and patched, um, have de- defense in depth, diversity of defense. Why they want to do this, we know, is it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins, as they say. Um, and again, I'll talk back to saying, lock them up. If we get hold of these guys, lock them up. You know, more than likely, they're in a country that doesn't extradite. They're in a country where they can hide out. Maybe they're in a country that, is protecting them, because they're, you know, like Russia, as long as you don't go after, if you're a, a hacker, and you, you're a, a large hacking group in Russia, normally the, the the state won't come after you unless you start attacking Russians. Um, that's just kind of the hard and fast rule right now. It's, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's NetWalker. No NetWalkers out there. APTs, uh, and APTs, phishing, um, and uh, this ransomware biggest things biggest things on the list um, twitter twitter going away twitter going away um, ftc is investigating twitter for potential privacy violations we'll keep this one short and sweet because we've talked about twitter way too much right so federal Trade commission potentially misused is is going after twitter for potentially misusing people's personal information to serve ads, uh, adding that it faced fines of between 150 and $250 million. So a short and sweet of this one is Twitter put out two-factor authentication saying that if you provide your phone number, we can give you two-factor authentication and we'll call you to verify that you are who you are when you're logging on to your, your, your account. Um, they stated in, the, in their agreement the end-user license agreement, the EULA, that they wouldn't share that information, that phone number, that that information, that PII, would not be shared. But FTC has discovered that there was an uptick in um, advertising campaigns targeted at those numbers, and they traced it back to the fact that Twitter shared those numbers with advertisers. Um, that's really what it is. Uh, and Twitter said, oh, it's, a, it's an error that we uh, – this was an error and we apologize. Sorry, we made a bunch of money on your PII. We're sorry about it. Um, please forgive us, but now FTC is going after there uh, after after them. And it's probably been brought to light because of the Twitter breach. Uh, so that's what you need to know. If you know if you had folks that use that two-factor authentication, which is good, we get we should be using multi-factor authentication. Um, it was just there there's nothing you really really could have done to stop this. That's that was the best security measure. If you're using Twitter, use two-factor authentication it's just twitter was being unscrupulous they they took the numbers they said they weren't going to use them for anything else and then they sold them off to advertisers to target folks that use that um that platform it's just unfortunate it's unfortunate they went that way um man twitter come on man get your get your show together and the last on the docket for the news today told you we had a lot today um Chinese hackers claim that Apple's secure enclave chip has a new unfixable vulnerability. And they say it's the, the way that it encrypts it. Um, let me find a part of this. Chinese hackers from Pangu team claim they have found an unfixable vulnerability that could lead to breaking the encryption of private security keys. Um, and this is reported to um, Business Insider. Business Insider India, who the article's is by, um, but the report comes from Nine to Five Mac. The secure enclave process, security coprocessor, is included with almost every Apple device. The company encrypts all of the data on the iPhone, iMac, Mac, Apple Watch, and other devices with random private keys. Um, the secure enclave chip is the only thing that can access all the keys and decrypt the data. So really. The new security flaw is present in all devices running chips between A7 and A11 Bionic. Um, Apple has already fixed the exploit in the A12 and A13 Bionic chips, and then so the newer devices are safe. Uh, Back in 2017, a group of hackers was able to decrypt the secure enclave firmware to explore how the component works, but they were unable to gain access to private keys, so there wasn't any risk to users back then. But now this this Chinese firm is saying, yeah, there is. There's the ability to access it. There's the ability to access the keys. And the ones we have to worry about um, are the A7 through A11 Bionic. And it's, it seems to be every Apple device that's running this um, this secure Enclave chip. Um, so again, something you gotta know. Lots and lots of stuff in the news today. Uh, there's law and segmented networks, yeah. Uh, You're right. Dennis talking about ransomware. Yeah, that should be, uh, yeah, I can't, yeah, you got me, Dennis. That's, that's it exactly. Definitely segment your networks. If that didn't happen, you know, keep your enclaves protected. And there should be segments of your network based on what different parts of your networks do. And I mean, like, have a segment for HR, have a segment for research and development. And those two segments should only talk to each other based on specific rules. Uh, when we talk about our small office, home office build that we're doing, we're going to have a, a segment. Essentially, we're going to have it segmented off. We're going to have a virtual LAN that is our IoT devices. And those IoT devices will not be able to talk to our normal computers. They can talk to the Internet because that's normally what they need to talk to. So we segment the things off. And you're well, big thumbs up for that, Dennis. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, yeah, segment the networks. Have your backups. Keep your backups offline. Keep the bad guy out of your network. And once they get in, try to control where they can go. So segmenting networks, yes, sir, I agree a thousand percent. Um, You need something to talk about about the round water cooler. Um, So we want to talk about what day it is. August 5th is National Underwear Day. Um, Crazy day. Uh, This was um, Fresh Pair, the internet company. Founded National Underwear Day on August 5th, 2003. So it's been around a little while. Um, Celebrate this day every day, you know. And then there's also the link I put. I didn't put the fresh pair uh, in there. I put a link to 95.7 The Beat. Uh, I don't know where these guys are. out of The Central Coast's number one hit music station. You can listen live if you want on that link as well. But they got a rundown of National Underwear Day. They also say it's national work like a dog day and national oyster day as well. Yeah. Alex is saying segmentation equals good. Yeah. Alex, I agree a hundred percent. It's great. And Dennis put that up. Uh, that's why yeah, we help each other out here. That's what it's all about. And yeah, network segmentation is awesome. Um, it's going to help keep it. It costs money, Cost money to do it. it Cost time. Cost, you know, you gotta have, get of the right equipment. And that's what we're going to talk about when we build out, um uh, so National Underwear Day is what you talk about around the water cooler. Um, that's a rundown. That's your rundown of stuff going on today. There's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of links that I put in the show notes for all these articles. If you want to read more about them, you want to fact check me, make sure I'm right. That's good. You want to read more about that report from uh, the PONOM group. PONOM? Where did that report go? Ponymon Institute. This guy's name. I, I mess up the guy's name. That's not good. Um... Part of IBM talks a little bit more. Maybe you can go back and answer Dennis's question, you know, confidential or sensitive information, or, or um, that should be in the breach report itself. Check out the breach report. No you, good numbers to have, you know, write them down in your notebook, put them on a note, drop them on a, a sticky note on your computer, put them in notepad, something um, so you have them. If somebody comes and challenges, why do we need security? This is why we move this stuff forward. This is what breaches cost. That one PII record. It's going to cost you 150 bucks. you lose it. And we got 10,000 of them. Do we want to go through that? Or do we want to keep scanning more vulnerabilities, uh, amongst other things? So that's what I got to talk about this morning. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, I don't know we're going to pull the plug on, on this uh, restream, but it's got, I guess, it's on life support now. Um, sometime this week or early next week, we'll, we'll pull the plug and kill restream. That means we'll only be broadcasting to... YouTube Live, uh, we'll throw everything else up, up later as a repost, but it seems we got to do it. Got to be able to talk, because I, I want to be able to put your stuff on the screen so everybody can see it. Casey, you, you know, in case maybe you can't hear what I, what I said. It's good to see it too. So Mike's going to tell you, go get some today. Go out there and make things happen. Do the right thing. Uh, try to help protect your friends, families, coworkers. That's what we do as a, as a team we got to take care of those people because you're only as secure as your weakest link. And you don't want that to be your friend, family, coworker that gets breached and then somehow leads the attacker to your doorstep. We don't want that. We don't want them to get breached anyways to start with. So take care of your friends. Take care of your family. If you haven't hit it yet, if you haven't hit it, hit the subscribe, hit the bell to be notified. Share the video with your friends if you can. We want other people to know about this stuff. Um. Hit the comment below and obviously hit that like button because it helps logarithm. And I guess that that's it. That that makes us the rounds finished up right at the hour point or the half hour point. So I think it's time to let you guys go. Um, Alex, no, thank you. Alex is thanks you. Thank you. I thank all you guys. Uh, the input is great. Keeps me going. Uh, and we all have a part to play in keeping our friends, families, and coworkers secure as well as the organizations. We're going to go out in the next hour or two to go out and support and make sure that things are locked down like they should be watch out put make sure you risk people know about ransomware make sure they know so until tomorrow you guys be safe out there and we'll see you then so uh 7 30 same same time same place east coast time uh be safe guys